Hello, and welcome to the ADHD 365 podcast. I'm your host, Susan Booning. This program is sponsored by Tris Pharma. Tris Pharma uses Liquid XR technology to develop innovative medicines that address unmet patient needs, including the treatment of ADHD and related disorders. Tris Pharma is dedicated to keeping patients with ADHD and their families educated and connected. Visit trispharmaproducts.com to find educational resources and more information on Tris Pharma's treatment options for patients six years and older with ADHD. And I'm here today with Chris Ziegler-Dendy and Ruth Hughes. Thank you so much for coming to talk with us today, Chris and Ruth. We're going to be talking about the journey from high school to young adulthood. Parents of teens are often fearful of what the future holds for their children. Will my son graduate from high school? Will he be able to hold a job? Will he ever move out and live independently? These fears are often well-founded because of delayed brain maturity and development of executive skills, lack of independent work and living skills, and impulsivity associated with our teenagers who have ADHD. Helping parents understand the delayed maturity in ADHD and develop realistic expectations for their teenager is critical. Arming parents with the right information will help ensure that our late bloomers successfully transition into young adulthood. So Chris and Ruth, are there key issues that parents should make certain to address no later than high school? Yes, absolutely. But I wanted to first go back to what you said because the statement that you just made is one that I actually lived because I was so scared in spite of all my professional credentials as a school psychologist and teacher that my son truly, a gifted child, would never graduate from high school. And I wanted to just tell everyone who's listening that one of the things that helped me survive those years with hope and and decent Uh, health was my Chad group. And I've been a member of Chad for 30 years. And my local Chad group was just my lifeline. And the wonderful thing about actually being with people in a group like that is that you can never tell another Chad parent something that they haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. You can tell your Chad friends things that you could never tell your parents or your relatives or you would be judged by that. But let me go to your question now. There are key issues in high school because to me and even in middle school, you're laying the foundation. Your child must be successful in high school and middle school because you don't realize it, but success in school is therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And there are a few tips that you need to watch for. And one is our children have hidden learning problems that are never diagnosed. They have executive function deficits. And if you are giving your child a lot of support at home and that's why he's passing or she's passing and doing well I would suggest that you no later than his junior or senior year apply for a section 504 plan because if when he goes away to college mm-hmm. or vocational college he may need extra supports and to be eligible it's great to have 
as documentation the fact that you had a 504. Mm -hmm. And Ruth and I have learned about this exciting program funded by the Department of Labor called Pre-Employment Transition Services. And so around 16, they have these wonderful programs where they teach you about job shadowing Mm -hmm. and uh, actually uh, writing resumes and managing money and uh, how to do interviews and how to dress. And one of the things we found as we've collected information for our book is that soft skills, Mm -hmm. being on time, uh, following directions, being courteous, um, good attendance, uh, consistent attendance, that those are often reasons our youth are fired, uh, even though they may have been doing excellent work otherwise. So those are the main things. Are there steps or additional steps parents can take to expose their child to a variety of potential career choices? Ruth and I think this is almost a a lifelong uh, effort that you must make, beginning even in elementary and middle and high school. Mm -hmm. So you see that your child is gifted on computers, and you you comment on that. Wow, Alex, you're really good at programming computers, you know? There may may be some computer work in your future, or if your child is a wonderful mechanic, or if he's good with electronics, or if they're good with music. I know one of our CHAD members had a son who played in the Jazz Fest at age five in New Orleans, and he now is a band leaner, and by the Mm -hmm. way, has been on Saturday Night Live, you Mm -hmm. know, like I try to throw out names to impress you that I know people, but... But the thing is, there are activities in school, specific uh, clubs, and and one of the things that's really new now is something called a STEM Career Academy. Mm-hmm. And these are science, technology, engineering, and math-focused high schools. And my sister's high school has a partnership with Shaw Industries, the largest carpeting and flooring industry in the world and they take high school interns that they're paying 20 bucks Uh, and there are some amazing summer camps if your child is interested in the law Uh, the Atlanta bar has a summer internship if you're interested in science space camp and Huntsville is fascinating my son attended that CDC in Atlanta has a a disease detective camp Mm -hmm. Microsoft has a summer camp but there are other things taking your child to work with you, letting them volunteer, uh, getting them a summer job like camp counselor. I think the last thing that I have come to appreciate is these leadership clubs that you don't realize are leadership clubs mm-hmm. like 4-H mm-hmm. and like FFA, F- Future Farmers. And one of my colleagues has been a, a national leader in that area. These kids know how to do debates. They know how to do livestock judging. They can identify plants and uh, livestock. They can judge it. I know one of the young women we know now is very interested in horses, Mm -hmm. and she's learned that she can go to a school and learn about horse massage. Mm -hmm. So we have to find their interest, and as Ruth and I have said, connect it to the career. Well, Mm -hmm. you may really enjoy working in that area. So let's talk about college because, you know, a lot of teens are maybe not ready or even interested in attending college. And I hear that a lot, especially with teens with ADHD, that they're just not ready. What other options are available? 
it's really important uh, during your teens' later high school years to work with them collaboratively to assess how ready they are. Mm -hmm. And part of that is their interest, whether they feel ready to leave home, whether they feel like they have an idea of what they'd like to do next. And there are a lot of kids with ADHD who are not ready. And so what are some options? Well, the first one that we'll be talking more about that we think is really important is taking a gap year, Mm -hmm. taking a couple years for that brain maturation and development to continue, Mm -hmm. to explore the world, to explore possible vocations, to get better life skills, and to be more ready then for that next step in in developing a career, whatever it may be. And so we want parents to really think broadly and teens about what the options are. So a gap year is one, um, a a full-time, part-time job in the area that they think they may be interested in for a career, Mm -hmm. Um, volunteering Mm -hmm. in an area of specialization, an internship, an apprenticeship, Mm -hmm. taking a class at a community college, even if they aren't ready to do a full-time college experience, going to a vocational uh, training program or a vocational college. So there are many options out there. And so often we just think college and we don't really let our kids explore all the possibilities out there. Sometimes when people talk about gap years, they they think it's, you know, like just a year off. And actually there are programs. Can you talk a little bit about gap year programs? First of all, let me say what it's not. It is not um, staying home and playing computer games all the time, nor is it um, taking off and traveling aimlessly Mm -hmm. and experimenting all over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, It really should be a time that's focused Mm -hmm. about developing those life skills, developing that career exploration. And there are a number of very good uh, gap year programs. Mm -hmm. There is something called USA uh, Gap Year um, that you can look up on the web and they have gap year fairs all over the country. So you can go and be introduced to any number. But there is a drawback in that most mm-hmm. gap year programs cost a fair amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need to think of it more like investing in that first year of college, but you're doing it mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. But you can also plan a gap year with your child, your teen, uh, independent of these programs. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest, as Chris and I have uh, talked about what we think works best, is developing a series of goals. One is a, uh, the first is a goal around career exploration. Mm-hmm. What would they like to learn more about? So Susie thinks she wants to be a chef. Okay, well, let's take a a class in the community college in baking, or let's, uh, you know, get a part-time job in a restaurant to see if that's really what you want to do. The second goal is a life skills goal. What are the life skills that need shoring up in order to be an independent functioning adult? And how can you work on those then to really be ready a year, two years from now, so you're ready to be launched. And the third is something really fun. So for instance, we mentioned Susie earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Susie's going to go to Italy with her mom on a culinary tour. So that hits her vocational interest, Mm -hmm. but it's something she's really looking forward to and is fun. And so by developing those kind of goals, you can actually plan out an entire year that your teen is making the major decisions about Mm -hmm. and beginning to be 
think about what comes next for them and how to get there. And I really like the emphasis in what you just said that your teen is making the decisions about. That's important. Well, what I wanted to add was that I think we have undervalued the role of specialized professional and vocational training. Oh, yes. And Mm -hmm. My poor son came out. Everyone has expectations. Uh, Your parents, you, your child, whether or not they have, uh, you know, said it aloud or not. And I think we need to rethink that and Mm -hmm. start introducing that concept earlier. I had the opportunity to do some research on that. And specialized professionals like plumbers and electricians. The trades. The the trades. Mm -hmm. In some ways, I don't even like to call them trades. I'm trying yeah. to dress up the word to change people's perception. It's not but a they'll good still, word. They'll still be called <laughs> trades. Right. But, you know, your air conditioning guy. Mm-hmm. All of the guys are in their late 60s, and mm-hmm. I've already had one pass away. Mm-hmm. And listen to the salaries that they make. Uh, electrician, 58000 mm-hmm. Heating and air, 47000 mm-hmm. Plumber, 46000 Auto body repair. I ran into a young man who graduated from our local community college with a two-year certification, and a year later he's making $20 an hour Mm -hmm. on auto body repair. Now, what we've looked at are the advantages. I have relatives whose children owe $80,000 in debt for a four or five year college degree. You can get a degree from one of these programs for $33,000. It takes only a couple of years, and Mm -hmm. our kids are not real patient about waiting. While living at home, letting Mm -hmm. their brain mature, developing new skills. And one of the things we're finding, my son has worked in manufacturing, but there are going to be 2 million shortages in trained, highly skilled, because you really, you've got to recognize manufacturing has changed, and you need people who know automation, who can think and who can Mm -hmm. analyze. And I guess the last thing I would just mention in discussing this, you can get an AA two-year degree, or Mm -hmm. you can get an AA in science, again, a two-year degree. You can get certificates at two different levels. One requires 48 hours with math and writing, and one only requires a short-term certificate, 28 hours, and no math or writing. So the thing is, and for example, sometimes there are careers unique to your area. I live in an area where poultry is big. Mm -hmm. And if you take the poultry classes and that, you know, you think about, oh, that's just managing, you know, chickens, but it's more than that. It's scientific, it's feeding. Mm -hmm. And you can get a scholarship and and go to the community college and then transfer to Auburn. Mm -hmm. And so there are ways that can be incredibly helpful. I have a people in one family where all three of them became nurses. The father became an RN and then he's gone on and is almost finishing up his physician's assistant degree. Mm -hmm. And those people are going to be making very good money. Let's shift to the teens who do attend college, the teens with ADHD. What kinds of supports are available for them if they need them and how do they find them? Colleges and universities, in particular community colleges, are paying a lot more attention now than they used to to making sure that they support all students. Mm -hmm. In 2018, 
56% of uh, students who did graduate from college were underemployed because they did not have a good idea about what career mm -hmm. that they wanted. And they were in low-paying jobs with not a lot of career advancement. 56, 56. that's a lot of, a lot of yeah. kids. And so we want to be focused on how do we get our kids through this, our students through this. I have the privilege of working uh, part-time at a community college in my local area, Howard Community College. Give it a little plug there. Mm -hmm. And it, there's in every school, a disability support services office that will help any student has any kind of disability. There are tutoring programs. There are counseling programs. There are programs to help anybody who is struggling. Um, but because there's much more attention now to getting kids through, let me just give you some examples of what we do. We have a first-year experience class for all new students that teaches them study skills. We have an executive functioning coach who comes in and works specifically with kids who have executive function problems. Mm -hmm. We have a first generation program for if you're the first child in your family to go to college that gives you support. We have a special program specifically for Hispanic and Latino students. Mm -hmm. We have another uh, program for um, African-American uh, males who are coming to college for the first time. So there's a lot more attention. And, and in fact, one of the programs we now have is an early alert program. So if you don't go to class, you don't mm -hmm. turn in assignments, mm -hmm. there is a flag that the instructor gives and somebody reaches out to that student to say, how can we help you get this back wow. together again? Mm -hmm. The important issue, though, is that students have to take advantage. And so many folks with ADHD don't want to ask for help because they're ashamed of their disability. Mm -hmm. We need to reframe that. Mm -hmm. Really smart, successful people in this world take advantage of every resource available to them. And our young people need to do exactly the same thing. What Ruth and I bring is that we have actually lived this experience. Yes. And when we were in the middle of it, we were frightened to death mm -hmm. because we knew we had great kids, smart mm -hmm. kids. And now we're both blessed. My son is 45 and doing well. And as I've told you and Ruth, finally, now in his early 40s, I was able to sleep at night without having this kind of subconscious worry about how he will do. Mm -hmm. So Ruth and I often talk about maintaining your relationship with your child is the most important thing you can oh, do. Yes. Believing in your child and believing in yourself and using positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. This is tough, but I'm here with you and we're going to get through it. We often think of our kids as late bloomers. Mm -hmm. And the important thing is they have both bloomed beautifully. Mm -hmm. my, my son, Chris, is uh, today a park ranger and wow. feels he has the best job in the entire world and doing very, very well at it. Brilliant. And so we need to just make sure we give our young people the time to grow and mature and find what they love, what they're passionate about, what they want to spend the rest of their lives doing, and not just send them off to college or send them off to anything unless they've got beginning to get that direction and beginning to explore what's going to work for them. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us that I didn't ask you about? Relationships are really critical to our children. Oh, yes. And if they bomb, it really wrecks, just wrecks their lives. Mm -hmm. um, Alex has found this extraordinary 
woman who is now to whom he is now married, and they are partners in real estate. And he will do the talking with the husbands about the electronics and the security systems. Mm -hmm. And he takes the photography inside Mm -hmm. and he uh, takes the drone pictures overhead of the house. But the beauty of this is that she loves him for who he is. Mm -hmm. And some of our children aren't like the classic... um, way we would expect the sons or daughters to be and that's okay they work together every day they love each other and they are happy and I will call them sometimes and just sit there and smile you know thank you God for getting us through that because there were times when he was younger when he both our boys one attempted suicide and one contemplated it mm-hmm. i just wish i could go to sleep and never wake up and you have mm-hmm. to hang on to them mm-hmm. and he said but i would never do that because i know how much it would hurt you mm-hmm. so that's why i say your relationship with your child is the most important thing you have because you may save his life one day so hang in there with our late bloomers give them time and direction give them structure and watch them bloom. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Ruth. I think this will be so helpful for so many of our parents. Thank you for listening to this podcast supported by Tris Pharma, the makers of Liquid XR technology. Tris Pharma is committed to supporting the ADHD community through education and innovation. Learn more at trispharmaproducts.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of ADHD 365. Stay up to date on the latest ADHD information by connecting to Chad's social media page at chad.org social.